0: Welcome back to another episode of The Kickaboo. Back after a very long hiatus, uh, but the three of us are, are back. How are you guys doing today? It's Mike Jose Collins, Ryan Galati, and Daniel Ramos. Uh, we're back with another episode. It's been a while. Woo! Yes, I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> uh, my voice hurts. We did uh, some karaoke last night, and uh, I, my voice is really feeling it today. Yeah, About same with you.
1: mine. And i can, I can visibly tell that it is visibly tell. I can tell that it is literally just from screaming higher by Creed. Uh, that one got my voice yeah. messed up. I woke I up to do a Creed voice.
2: I woke up with my throat kind of hurting, and I was like, "Oh my god, I definitely got sick." But then I was like, "No, I was actually just screaming at the top of my lungs for a lot of the night." So that's that's probably why.
1: Yeah, yeah and remember when you remember when you said that "In the Air Tonight" has like no words to it, and you were all really excited about that, and then it had a lot of words to it, and you looked all dumb.
2: I just wanted to stand there and, and make everyone uncomfortable, but then yeah, it did have a lot more words than I expected. Um, but you know, it still wasn't a lot compared to other songs.
1: Anyways, I let's talk football. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all
0: right uh well what do you want to start with today we want to, we got premier league to talk about we've missed a lot so we can talk international break we talk a lot of things
1: we have like four weeks um yeah. let's start it out well let's start with the prem. let's start out overall prem thoughts like we won't go into like yeah let's, say let's not go into weeks. the past four weeks but i kind of want to know what you guys think of the the shift in the table and such because there's been a lot all over all 20 spots of the table
0: uh, I, I, this is very fun. We we got Everton being docked points right now. Man City uh, second place. Arsenal currently at the top of the league. Spurs lost three in a row. We'll get to Spurs today. We got to talk about that Aston Villa loss. Uh, but I, I think this is shaping up to still be the, one of the most competitive seasons we've seen. I mean, how many points separate five and one? Like three? Like, that's pretty good. Uh, four. For it, even better. So this is a, this is fun, you know. Uh, Luton Town is not at the bottom of the table. Certainly, you didn't
1: mention the biggest story of the table. Luton Town are sticking around, and I'm confident in that. Unless Everton stuff gets overturned, because then they're just right back to screwed. But I'm, yeah, I'm prepared for it not to. Woo!
0: Really I'm still, Wait, yeah. still suck. Wait, what? They still
1: suck. who still sorry? Sucks. Yeah, currently. Oh, yeah, Burnley, no, they're, they're they're. I Vincent Company will be gone in January at some point. Uh, he'll pick up another job very easily, but he'll be gone from that team. Uh, I don't know who really? they'll pick up. They'll probably try to, I mean, my guess with Burnley is they'll try to bring in some, like, old English manager that has a history of helping teams survive. That's and then when Roy Hodgson gets them
0: over that finish line, you know. We'll see. What yeah, I happens. don't. I don't know. If
1: that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. I think they're going to bounce down, maybe bounce back up. Um,
0: right, well, let, let's go to let's go to the the biggest game of the weekend. Here we go. Uh, Liverpool, Manchester City. And this one ended in a one-one draw. Goal by Holland. Goal by uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And let's hear it, guys. Let's hear your excuses for why Reece James is the best
2: right back in the league this week. Uh, I mean, Trent was dribbled past seven times in one game. That's pretty horrific. Um, I mean, the first goal was kind by of... by who? By who? Oh, I mean, I don't know exactly. It's just the stats say it. He was dribbled past seven times. I'm not gonna go look. Yeah, at but by person.
0: who? Go look. Go look. That person didn't score. Okay. That person didn't contribute to anything that happened to us winning.
2: Oh. Doku, Doku got to play the game. Yeah, he was great. He was sensational. He 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 completed twelve out of fifteen dribbles. This guy was amazing.
0: Yeah, but he, he fell, fell into up all up. the open space. He was trapped the entire game. He couldn't do anything. Also, that first goal was not Trent's fault. That was well, it was. It was literally think, everybody oh, on the
2: was, defense. Yeah, I think it was an accumulated. It was pretty horrible. It started yeah. with Allison's horrible. God, uh, Allison, Allison was awful that game. Yeah. He
1: made a good save on a, on Foden.
0: That was but, a good save. Yeah, that was going in. That was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, he he had his. Obviously, his Allison moments, and he had that point blank one right before Liverpool scored against Holland. Uh, but if you watch that Liverpool goal too, this is why I think people are just gonna like Holland doesn't contribute to anything but goals. I mean, it was his man, and he just like starts walking once tr- the balls obviously going to Trent. It's like really weird. He just like starts meandering, like, okay. All you have to do is put any sort of pressure on him, and he probably misses that shot. It was awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone on the planet is really debating the fact that Holland is a strict goal scorer build, and that is, for the most part, all the offers. I mean, he has some hold-up playability, I guess, but uh, it was it was quite the finish by Trent, I must say. I, I, even in the position that they got him into, I, I was kind of worried that it went to the wrong guy, and it didn't seem like it did.
2: No, the ball yeah. control is, like, Beautiful, it, especially in that split second. Like, he had no room, and it was literally like within two seconds, and he controlled it so well, and then just booted it right to bottom left. It was, it was very nice. I mean, was as a
1: viewer of, of, of a fan of neither of those clubs, I am very happy it ended in a draw.
0: Yeah. I mean, for for Liverpool, it's probably. Well, what, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Do you think for Liverpool that is a point gained at Manchester City, or that it's two points? claw the title race.
1: No, I think it's a point gained. I don't think anyone in their right mind is going into Manchester to face City and thinking, oh yeah, let's get three points here for sure.
0: Well, it ended their win run at home. I think it was like 28 games or something. They had one at yeah. home. so.
1: I don't, think, I don't think anyone's disappointed taking a point out of uh, Manchester City. No. And uh, I do still want to point out uh, leading the title race right now is Arsenal? I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. I, I just don't trust that team to stay consistent. And like, who cares? That team's not winning the league.
1: Either. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I. I just still can't be convinced. No. Like, there's. I don't. I don't know why. You know why? But there's nothing. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess their whole I can thing. Tell you is why. They, why?
2: Because they don't got that dog in them, bro. The simple All right, that's
1: as the worst thing that, that, bro. bro. That's the
2: the worst simple thing as about. that,
0: bro.
1: Anyways, <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I mean they, their goal situation is fun too. They got a lot of things. Declan Rice made a save off the line. They could have easily tied that game to Brentford and not been at the top of the table today. So.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it look, says a lot. They've only conceded ten goals, which I think is their whole thing. Is that like they've conceded the least in the league because they definitely have not scored the most in the league? Uh, I don't think that's gonna hold up. Yeah. I don't. Like, I get you have Saliba. I get you have, like, whoever you want to name in that back line. Uh, Even with Arteta doing what Arteta's been doing recently, I don't know. I, like, I don't, they're not, they're obviously not going to end with one loss. It's only a matter of time. And the fact that they're almost dropping points in the way they did and even coming out of Brentford with three points, it seems like it's a bit of a luck spell that is going to dry out eventually, in my honest opinion. Maybe I'm not
2: um, a hater. I mean, yeah, you guys are definitely haters on Arsenal, for sure. I, I would like to argue that I have not been a hater of Arsenal. I've actually been a pretty adamant supporter of, of their consistency and top-level play. Um it's not
1: a title-winning team. They have, like, I Eddie did, and Eddie up front.
2: I did pull that back. You know, I made the prediction at the beginning of the season that Arsenal was going to win because, you know, they finished so close to last season, and then they added Rice. But, yeah, you know, they just they're missing that – Honestly, I, it sounds so cliche, but, like, just that mentality, bro. They don't have that killer mentality that you've seen these title-winning teams have. And it's just, like...
0: Yeah, even with, like, the way Arteta moves. Like, it's very Pep-like, like, in that sort of, like, fight that you're kind of talking about. But it seems so fake. Like, I don't know. If is doing that to me, I'm not really buying it.
2: That's... Yeah. It also, like... It seems like he's trying to act like Pep.
0: Yeah, and it's... It just... It, it doesn't work.
1: They, I won't I mean, say well,
2: no, it doesn't work for him.
1: Arsenal to me as well, don't really have too much in the way of impressive wins. Man City is the only impressive win they have, And then when you look at like their other results, like they tied Chelsea, they lost to Newcastle, they lost to West Ham. It, I think it's just a matter of time until they face these teams that actually are on their level or above that is the reason that they only have one loss so far, because they actually haven't played a lot of them. Like, they're, this, what, 16 games? Or no, 13 games into the season now? What is it? What, how many games? 13? There? Yeah, 13 games into the season. They still have to play. I'm going to find this out right now. They still have to play Aston Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham again. Oh, they play, like, Liverpool, like, back-to-back. Like, their next, like, six six weeks are all teams that, like, Finally, can give them a run.
2: How like impressive they're... was their City win? Uh, I mean,
1: it's no impressive. Brody, that was impressive. You no beat KDB. City.
2: So? Yeah, but you're missing City's two best players. The I biggest game-changers.
1: I mean, it's still City.
0: It's it's a huge <laughs> hurdle for a team it, it like Arsenal. So you, know, you go into a team. It doesn't matter the context of that situation. You go in as, as Arsenal to play City. Pep, Arteta, like the the bad bloods there, or not bad blood, but like, you know, competitive over the past atmosphere. season, this is a, yeah, the competitive atmosphere. This is a huge game. And the fact that Arsenal was able to actually get over that hump, I think says a lot about the team. Like they could win those big games. But the issue is they did, and we still don't trust them.
1: I also just want to say I am not, I'm still not a fan of this whole, no offense, down. I'm not calling you out on this, I'm okay. not a fan of this whole, like, Man City thing, where it's like, oh, like, we've we've had a couple injuries. There is still, like, a billion dollars on that field at every yeah. time.
2: Okay, but you you don't think there's still higher quality players in Arsenal when Rodri and KDB are missing?
1: Those no, are, like, Man City is the still the, better in the
2: entire league.
1: Man City, quality-wise, is still the better team.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the strike position, be, yeah. Defensive position, be, yeah. Be but the, when you miss, you're missing, you see that I have, it up. I have it up which
1: right here. Which is the most here. important
2: okay. part of the game.
1: Okay, so you're you're saying the attack that Arsenal started with of Trossard and Kedia and Jesus is better than Foden, Holland, and Alvarez.
2: No, I did not say the attack. I said their midfield is better. Which, in my opinion, is the most important part of the field in any game.
1: Okay, but Bernardo Silva, Kovacic, and Rico Lewis in that game is still a top-quality Premier League midfield, even if it's a bit lower quality than what Man City fans are used
2: to. Yeah. No, but would you would you consider Rice, Odegaard, who was their third in that game?
1: Jorginho, who I absolutely despise with every bone in my, mind, in my body.
2: Everyone hates Jeez. him now. Everyone really hates that guy now.
1: He is one of the most overrated footballers of all time. Hey, he had one season where Alan he got
0: full of hype, But I, I think Alan he's pretty
1: cool. No, no, no. I have this debate <laughs> with Jorginho. Jorginho
0: has gone down.
1: The hype is so... His best... Okay, you, the what's, the, what's the one season that you say like he got all the hype? His Chelsea one where he was like the Ballon d'Or thing? Yeah, the yeah, Chelsea was and was His best he season. Won the Euros. <laughs> yeah, but it, I'm doing nothing. He passed the ball backwards the whole tournament.
0: <laughs> hey, sometimes that takes a lot.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Holland doesn't even
1: do that. Dude. <laughs> Jorginho's best days were in the Serie A with, with Napoli... And he just happened to get lucky that Chelsea magically won the Champions League and Italy magically won the Euros, so he just automatically looked good. That Ballon d'Or nomination is the worst nomination. Yeah, of- no, no,
0: I oh, agree. My- I agree, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I think right. he's fine. Like, I don't think anybody thinks that he's Ballon d'Or worthy ever anymore. No, Which yeah, who still is. thinks Jorginho is good. Uh, you I, don't just- even, I don't even think Arsenal think he's good.
1: He just... Like he just and then the thing is, people are like, Oh, he was Chelsea's top scorer. He had seven penalty goals, (laughs) seven penalty goals to lead them, and only seven goals the whole season. He didn't score when I wasn't a pen, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but like he has seven goals leading a team, which first of all says something. Anyways, sorry, I'll stop talking about Jorginho because that, 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 (laughs) um,
2: okay, it's fine. We don't got to talk about Jorginho. It was still a good win. I just. I, I'm very much of the opinion that if Roger were there, they would not have won.
1: Well, that's just stuff yeah. that we don't want. But well, it is a hypothetical,
2: me. so it's hard to argue a hypothetical because... It's but hypothetical I, I, I,
1: I will agree with you in the fact that when Man City and Arsenal play again, like coming up, I don't know when, but soon, later on in the season, I will absolutely 100% be taking City to win that game.
2: Yeah. yeah. Especially no. if KDB's back. He's supposed to be back in January. Or maybe February. Uh, I don't know but when they play. Let me see.
1: I have it up here. Uh, they play on, oh, yeah, March 30th, a while from now. So, yeah. yeah. they'll I mean, be healthy and everything. It's over, bro. Do you guys, I mean, hey, with no bias, do you guys have, like, a title favorite right now?
0: Ooh, no. No? I don't think there's a favorite right now. I, I mean you I mean, city
2: pick, probably. Yeah, if you had to pick the easy pick is city, but Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't I think it's super close.
1: I agree. I mean yeah, that's out of the a, oh, that's what's
2: so fun about the season. Like you mentioned yeah. earlier, like look at the table, bro. Everyone is so close to each other.
1: I do think this is a city or Liverpool year. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I think that's like a well, I think everyone else has kind of fallen out. I mean, we'll get to Villa in a second, but as good as Villa are doing, I don't think they have enough to make that make that push. Like, oh, really?
0: I think they I think they could actually get top four. No, no I think top four is fine. Team I mean, is like, clicking right now, man. I yeah, I think Tottenham's I definitely gonna fall out at this point. Like, they're they're decimated with the injuries, man. They have no center backs. If they don't buy anybody in January, they're absolutely fucked.
1: Yeah, I forgot we were allowed to say that word on this now because we agreed on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, okay, we're going to start talking about Villa Spurs. And that is sure. my call. Uh, well, okay, sorry.
0: Hold up, hold up. Before we get into that, why don't we finish yeah. the, the Liverpool City game here? I just, I just oh. wanted to say my, my like yeah. overall thoughts on that game.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry
0: uh, okay, Pep, Pep or Man City fans... They bitched and they complained until they got the kickoff that they wanted. Pep got the referee that he wanted. Pep lied about all of his injuries so his players didn't have to go out on international duty. Then All to just draw it home to Liverpool, which is just absolutely hilarious. But the difference in that game was the fact that Ederson had time off and Allison did. not um, So I do see Liverpool beating City at home for the next game that they play but uh, liverpool is just going to be way too inconsistent for the rest of the year that i feel like a second place or a third place is probably would probably happen but city also did not look that that good in that game either like rodri's their best player and he was getting cooked by gravenberch like that's insane how the hell did that happen and they had, they had way too much respect for Trent in the midfield. Like, it just opened them up. It was really weird tactics by Pep. It was super confusing. And they were dominating that whole game. Like, I, I don't understand. He could have got, got a couple more goals. If, like, Nunes also could have had goals too, which is super bizarre. Like, it was such an odd game. Nothing really made sense about it. I did not enjoy watching it at all. Like, both, both teams did not look – I mean, Liverpool looked fine, but Man City did not look good. It was very confusing. I
1: I actually agree. It was not uh, an expected quality of a game, I guess I would say. No. And it was two powerhouses. Yeah. Like, I feel like you kind of expect those sort of games to be more like chess matches, where this one was somewhat just like warfare. Like, it just kind of stuff happened. You didn't really know where it was coming from, but it just did. And then there was chances, and then that was kind of it. And then all of a sudden, 1-1 tie game. I just, yeah. Yeah,
0: I just don't understand why Pep did all of that stuff and then went out on the field and gave like a really shitty product. And he's he can he doesn't need to do that. He can he plays good in every single game they play, even like cup competitions that have like no stakes in them. He's still giving it giving it all to his players and like asking for so much. And then this game, it was like, what? Why? It was really confusing. Yeah,
1: no, I agree with you. I actually do do want to think
2: Liverpool is the more. Dominant team, or city? Did not hear you. What? Sorry, my I'm lagging so much. I'm kind of <laughs> um. You thought Liverpool was the more dominant team? No, City was the more dominant team. Like way more dominant. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you cut it a little bit. I think that's on my end, though. Sorry, continue. Oh. Go ahead, I guess I'm cutting it a lot here.
0: I just thought it was a really poor product from City. And it was a game that they yeah. could have won.
1: I mean, I feel like you could argue. Oh, definitely a game poor they could have won. Yeah. I feel like you could argue support product kind of from both sides when you consider. Yeah, I don't know. Like even how City got their first goal and everything like that. Um, yeah, but that I,
0: was the difference. I'm not saying that it was like Klopp messed up. The difference was that he had so many players on international duty that they looked exhausted. Jota goes off injured. Allison looked like he pulled his hamstring at the end of the game. Like it, it really screwed them the international
1: break. Um, I do want to ask you, Mike. Yeah, because brother. Because when we were doing little predictions. At the, the the start of the season you were you were very skeptical about every area of the pitch except for the attack yeah what what's like what's the number one biggest change you've noticed in like watching Liverpool games all season that has kind of blown your mind I guess to ha- now have them be in third place that's blown my mind yeah like what's the like what do you what do you, what well, do you, well, you like the attack
0: first of all Shabashlai which is just unreal. And McAllister, when he's in there. Uh Salah, I mean, he's making a case for the greatest Premier League player of all time at this rate. It's insane. He's definitely, like, you could put him above Gerrard as all-time Liverpool players at this point. Like, he's wow. truly phenomenal. I think one of the biggest things that I'm noticing is the – the quality that we had with with Mane from Salah is just never going to be replicated in the history of, like, the Premier League again. Like, that was just insane. So, it, like, Luis Diaz and Darwin Yunez, they're, like, good players, but they still have, like, a ton to work on. Like, they're just not as polished as the as watching that front three. So, it's like, you see all these this really good quality, but, you know, it just, just doesn't have that finished product. But I think the biggest thing is that this team just never gives up, like, ever. They come out and they give stinkers like against Luton or against uh Brighton. In games that they should they should come out full swinging, but they don't. It's like they need a red card to happen to them or something. They just they have a ton of fight and they don't give up. So I mean like that's that's something I attribute it. But it's probably Shabashlai And Mo Salah just being incredible. But, you don't but think... even Van, Van Dyke's coming back into his own somewhat. I mean the defense is still I don't know what the hell's going on. They just get so freaking lazy.
1: See, but the thing with the defense is that You've you've allowed the second least goals in the league when you you kind of at the start of the season. I know, and know.
0: it it's stupid though because the second least goals in the league, and then look at the goals they allow. They're all stupid mistakes. They're all people being lazy or like it's just dumb. But like, is the defense? It's just, still, there's a like, ton is of issues. Then
1: for you for like the rest of the season?
0: Yeah, no, I I'm still concerned because they just get lazy. It doesn't matter if they're doing well. Like Van Dyke, I mean, statistically, is the best center back in the league right now. But if you watch him, you don't think that.
1: No, it's fair. Yeah. I, I I can't disagree with you, but it's it's very interesting looking at the fact that they are technically one of the better defenses in the league, and that was their number. I think one. it's also the goalie is the best in the world, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, are we ready to touch on Villa Spurs?
0: Yeah. Oh Dan, give me your city thoughts before we go to Villaspurris. Oh,
2: so much city in life I think you, you pretty much uh summed it up. Like it was a winnable game. Um there were definitely some stand up performances on both sides. Like Doku was amazing. I still I don't think he was not impactful. He
0: just he was falling for traps. I I, I don't think he was impactful. I think he was doing a lot. But I, I like nothing tr- not attributed to any like Goal. I don't know. He he was just falling for too many traps. No,
1: no, he would just like go yeah,
0: he Yeah. No, he would just like go into the space that, that they were trying to close and like but oh he he got around him and he did something cool. Yeah, like that's that was kind of it. But thing. it was he
2: like these tight spots and then breaks out and then passes. He had a nice uh pass to Alvarez, but he it over the net, which is kind of rare for Alvarez. But um, I, regardless, yeah, there's some stand up performances. Obviously Trent's goal was really nice. We talked about that. Um, but yeah, definitely a winnable game from City, and they they should have won the game. Because they had, they had 60% possession, way more expected goals, 16 shots, bro. Like, just a winnable game. So, it's, a, it's annoying to see them draw, but game's the game, baby. You know, it is what it is. So, I know
1: I'm the guy that keeps wanting to move the topic along, but I will comment on Doku real quick. Uh, in my opinion, Doku has been extremely exceeding expectations. And yeah, he's against- great. He is
0: incredible. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying in that game, I didn't see him like a, contributing much.
1: No, but like the game against Liverpool is more what I expected out of Doku because never in his career has he had the finishing product. Which I mean, I hope I hope he gets and he has gotten so far because I mean it's working out. But I honestly think his finishing product comes down to the fact of who he has around him rather than his ability. And I think the game against Liverpool was more what I would expect out of Doku. Because he is experienced and he hasn't had that final push. But he, he's so you, always been able to get around guys.
2: So you expect player of the game? What? Every game?
1: Do I what? you expect
2: player of the game every game?
1: Uh, no. you expect because...
2: player of the game from Doku every game?
1: No, because player of the game came down to the fact that he was able to burst into space on the wing and that adds up enough stats that he didn't have dribbles failed so rating.
0: yeah also adderson had a better game <laughs> like i think I he had a good game, right?
1: game.
2: but i just That's i don't think i don't guys. think we're looking at it the right way like he he contributes a lot he creates a lot of space and draws of defenders to him where he then i don't think his his role is to be this like finisher that cuts no the but the finishing isn't the problem. Time. Sorry? No, but he
0: wasted possessions. He he wasn't helping offensively in certain situations. Like he was he was doing what you What Ryan is saying is you expect him to go in, create space, make a pass, somebody gets it in. But every time he was doing that, the Liverpool defense was controlling the situation. Obviously, they would get a shot off, but it was in a tighter space, or they and would easy. get a shot off, but it was an easy
1: save. I think the best example from that game is. Uh, it might have been Trent that Doku got by, and he eventually made his way down the wing, and he tried he like made like a cut in ball to Julian Alvarez, who I think even the commentator was like, oh, like you expect Alvarez to finish those? The ball that he put into Alvarez, which should have been like his like finishing product, and resulted in like a shot on target. The ball was just like not quite what you expect of someone that quality. Like it had a little bit of like bounce on it. It kind of forced Alvarez to try to make a guess on where it was gonna land for him. I like. That's being a bit harsh. I know, but that
2: is a, that is harsh. But that comes down to like technical ability. You're still creating something there.
1: Yeah, but creating. Creating can mean one of two things. Creating can mean like getting by your guy and doing something flashy down the wing. But creating, more importantly, is like adding another goal to the scoreboard in whatever way you can. And he's done I'm that. I'm
2: confused game. how. That's a slight on him that he created an open shot for Alvarez. Alvarez is a professional. Isn't it your job <laughs> to be able to control? A, maybe it's slightly No, because he had to take a first time when, because when it, a when a forward when a forward is making a rush and they're covered by defenders, you can't always have a perfect pass. Alvarez's job as an open man in the box is to control that ball and get it on net.
1: No, that but just job. a smoother ball and that shot ends up on net. He skied it over because the ball had a little bounce to it and he had to scoop it.
2: That is so harsh bro that is I'm just so saying
1: harsh. it how it is though no, player honestly a player, that that was, honestly, a player no a player that's very good at that and like in his past years I guess we want to call him his prime years Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling was extremely good at these cut in passes and putting them right on a platter for whoever was going into them. I don't think Doku has that ability yet. I think it only somehow shines in a couple games and it comes down to the fact that the attackers around them are probably some of the best in the world.
2: Well, yeah, that's the city effect. You play with the best players in the world, and it always raises your game. But I, yeah. I, you,
1: I, that example,
2: as a reason, I'm sorry, bro. I can't. You,
1: so you want Look, we were talking the City-Liverpool game, so I gave you an example out of the game. <laughs>
2: that's all a large right. example. <laughs>
1: all, all
0: right, just, let's jump, let's jump right, we'll, into uh, Spurs, Aston Villa here. Spurs dropped their third game in a row. Brutal. Uh what do you guys think is Ange uh, Postecoglou on the hot seat or or what's Absolutely. the vibes he's here? Yeah, obviously not he's not on those. not even close. Uh yeah. I, um do you think that they could still make top 4 here? Uh, you got to get through Man City, uh Aston Villa's making a push, Arsenal, undefeated Liverpool.
1: I think they still do. I think Dude, I don't name? even I don't even know who over. Uh I mean, I guess, like, I I would say between Arsenal and Aston Villa is who they could jump. It just depends. Like, obviously, more comfortably Aston Villa. And quite honestly, in my opinion, more comfortably Aston Villa. Like, Aston Villa won that game. But considering the fact that it is not even close to, like, the best Spurs we've seen this year. Yeah. You could argue the Spurs... Deserved well, not deserved, but could have also won that game with ease. I think Hyungman's son like scored like three goals that were like
2: just... offside. Yeah, oh, there were so many offsides in that game that just yeah, but like wow. if
1: if Hyungman's son is like on his day and readjusts his run on like one of those, who knows what we're talking about right now? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I, I love Aston Villa, I think they're a very fun team and a very fun story. And I think Unai Emery is probably. Arguably a top three manager in the prem right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know who you'd yeah. put above him, but uh, if you want to, I mean, I guess there's Pep, there's Jurgen, there's there's the Carteta, there's everyone. Um, but I don't, I like, I don't. I think Aston Villa is like one year away. I think they From need top a four. Point. Yeah. That'd be cool. I but like I oh, it, well, I think they have a lot of quality. I think. Ollie Watkins, what? What are you? Why are you laughing at me? I don't like what you laugh. Anyways, uh, I think Ollie Watkins still has a, like a lot of quality. I think they can do better, but like he's very good for what they have right now. Every area of their pitch is very good, but also very, very helped by the fact that Unai Emery is at the lead. I think. Definitely. I think he needs like a little more. A little, I don't know. I don't want to say like a little more quality because they have like a ton. You guys, I don't know. You guys don't think that uh, like what? What do you guys think of Villa? Do you think they're like over right
2: now? I agree with you. They they really do seem to have quality at like every position. Like, um, like you mentioned, like Ollie Watkins, Douglas Luiz has been putting in an absolute shift this whole season. Uh, Torres, obviously, an amazing pickup. He scored a great goal today. What with, with, on a ball from Douglas Luiz? Um, Martinez, I know Mike, you think he's a little overrated, but he does have big moments. He's a, he's an absolute shot stopper. That is what he does. Um, yeah, they definitely have quality at every position. Also, Diaby, I forgot about Diaby. That's a big pickup. Um, but, yeah, it all comes down to yeah. Una, Emery, an amazing manager. Like, so good. Yeah,
0: um, it's, it's a lot on the manager. He's definitely getting the most out of those players. Like, he put those players on another team. I don't know if they're performing as well.
1: I don't, I don't think... I think there's a lot of teams that you can even, you could even like i I'm not I'm not hating on him because I do think he's very good, but I think there's a lot of teams that you could put Ollie Watkins on and he is not even like a ten goal scorer, in my opinion. Like I think there's 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 a method there that he has figured out. Um I I like I said, I do still think Spurs could have very easily won their game against them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well uh, the Spurs is a whole different situation. They just have no defenders.
1: Yeah. And the fact that they have no defenders and they were realistically broken by, I mean, funnily enough, a quality set piece by Douglas Luiz that Unai Emery was literally in his ear for. <laughs> like, Unai was there beside him on the touchline yeah. and you can literally tell he told him exactly what to do and how Torres put it away. Like, I think... The fact that that's what it takes to still be this like Spurs team, like that was a spirited, spirited performance that got Aston Villa the win, and you could argue, mm. you couldn't argue it's undeserved, but you could argue that it, it it could it should have been like split points.
2: Well, it was it was good football still from Spurs, and I think that actually comes down to Ange's um, comments where people kind of thought he was calling out uh, Ten Hag, where he's like. Uh, Some managers talk about, like, having all these injuries and they can't play a certain way, and it's like, just do it. Um, Yeah. And, like, even though they lost today, like, he's still doing it. He is playing a certain way that he wants to play. It was still nice football. It was fun to watch, um, even though they're missing so many players. Uh, So, I don't know. It it was tough. It was a tough loss for them. But, like you said, like, they could have easily, I think, beat Villa if they had a full squad. I mean, you can't even
1: you can't read into, like, expected goals too much, but, like, even expected goals and, like, those kind of, like, metrics, Spurs won the game on, like, metrics. They just didn't win on the scoreboard, which is the one that matters, I guess.
2: Yeah. Expected goals are such a big thing now, though. They're, like, referenced in, like, every broadcast and really big deal it, now.
1: It's when a do, valid when thing. Those come out? What?
2: Why did expected goals become such a big thing? I feel like it was only like last season and this season. It has been so much past.
0: A couple of years, yeah. I think last year was yeah. like a
2: massive thing for it. It's,
0: it's just really because
1: soccer's never really had advanced stats. Kind of, yeah. No, those kind of advanced stats until recently. And people yeah, realized I, I,
0: I don't really care about expected goals.
1: I think they're useful at a certain point. Do I care mm-hmm. that one team has 1.81 mm-hmm. and the other team has 1.63? No. That's like, pointless. But in that sense, like, I think Tottenham had around, like, 2.5, and Aston Villa had around, like, 1.6. That's still, like, a lot more quality chances.
2: Yeah, Spurs had 2.3, Villa 1.7.
1: Okay, so closer than I thought, but that's still, what, like, 60% more likely to, like, score as a whole? I guess that's how you'd report it. Um, Even Kulusevsky. Didn't Kulusevsky miss, like, a few minutes into the game, like, just rung the post. Yeah. Yeah, there was was a lot. I'm not not really worried about Spurs, even with injuries, to be honest with you.
0: I'm worried about them, especially with injuries.
1: Well, no, but, okay, I should word that better. I I think they still have a very, very good foot in the door as far as – I'm not going to say – Title race anymore? Because but even though it is still very close, you're just asking a lot of good teams to give up a lot of points. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? One like two big wins over the likes of I mean maybe like an Arsenal and even when they face Aston Villa again, like that alone could could push you like way up the board. And I I, I don't think that's a very far thing to say, in my opinion. Maybe you disagree.
0: Uh, I just think with all the injury troubles until they get back like they're going to start dropping more and more games and I think that's just going to affect that their their run for the rest of the year. It doesn't matter if they get healthy afterwards. I think dropping all these games is really going to fuck with them.
1: Yeah. I mean I can see that, but at the end of the day, I mean still being through 13 matches and having three losses. Yeah. I mean I I don't think Spurs fans would uh no, uh, it's it's still a
0: it's an incredibly successful season. They found their coach, they found their game. Like, it's still a great product to watch. They play it with a lot of fun. It's just their center backs are brutal.
1: Um since we since we always like to talk about them, how do you guys <laughs> feel that uh Man United is one spot below Spurs in the table right now compared to the last few times we've talked about them? you care?
0: No. I don't really care about United. <laughs> that but, team just has so many issues. I mean, we could say the exact same thing we say every episode about that team. It's nothing's really changing until January or until they like get bought out or something. Something has to happen with that team.
1: But doesn't doesn't <laughs> the fact that they sit in sixth like kind of impress you like a little bit?
0: No, it's Man you know, United. You're trying to win the you're trying to win the Premier League. Well, United fans?
1: Okay, but like you're you're mentioning these current circumstances, but then you're saying that it's. Not impressive that they're in sixth, even though they're going through all this stuff. I feel like there has to be one or the other.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, United fans uh, will crucify us for saying that Spurs are playing good football through injuries. Um, but then not mention the fact that United has a million injuries.
1: I mean, I will say, Spurs are playing better football through injuries than Man United are playing through injuries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Man United is still yeah, Man okay, yeah,
0: that's
2: you As I was saying that... They
1: and United just has the yeah.
0: talent not to be in shambles. But they just are. Like so many games through and through.
1: It's kind of weird that they haven't tied all season.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is funny.
2: Really?
1: Like, yeah. They are yeah. yeah. Like they, weird. they either they either win or they lose. And there's no in between. <laughs> Basically, like if you're watching a game and it's like 1-1 in the 85th, expect something to happen. <laughs> like... Stop calling me. Sorry, I just got two phone calls. Goal (laughs)
2: today (laughs) by Garancho. Garancho is amazing. Oh my gosh, the bicycle
0: kick was amazing. Yeah, he did the suit.
1: Yeah, I don't. I still don't know how to feel about that guy, and I don't know if I love that. There's going to be a hype train for a little bit.
0: It's an incredible goal, but I I don't. Yeah, I'm not really bought into him.
1: I know. Like I like. I think he's a raw talent.
2: Yeah, he's definitely got a lot of talent. Just yeah, like, get something at him.
1: People I'll hit a little bit, and they're gonna be like, "Oh,
2: what Dude, is this? Finally, him breaking out? No, Well, he's on United, so he's gonna get overhyped."
1: I know, but I don't like it. I hate yeah. it. Um, as far as the rest of the table goes, I don't really think there's like too much in the way of surprises. Uh, I mean. Obviously Luton, but, like, I don't know what conversation we could have about Luton because I'm not sure I could give you a Luton starting 11, Uh, even to this point of the year. No offense to Luton. I love what you're doing, but I don't know your players. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys see the relegation picture staying as is?
0: No, I think yeah. Everton can get out.
1: You think who's going to get out?
0: I think Everton can get out. Really?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I, don't see I think that. this is a
0: great time to take that deduction if it does stand because the bottom of the table is not very good, and Everton is better than those teams. They could get out. I think they will.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess they're only five points behind Luton.
1: Which five points is a lot, and it's a Luton team that I, I guess you could argue is finally starting to find some Premier League shape. I mean, yeah. their last five, they have a win, two draws, two losses, which when your record is two, three, 2-3 two, three and 8 now, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know how long... Oh, my God. I don't know how long I'd say it would last for. I do want to say I'm a very big fan of Luton Town's goalkeeper. Have you guys watched him before?
0: Go on. Yes. Go on, sir. Wow.
1: Thomas, he's 31, so I don't know why. I've never heard of him in my life. This Thomas Kaminsky fella, very good. I think... (laughs) In this run of form, I mean, Mike, you watched him recently when they played against Liverpool. I don't really remember that game all too well.
0: I try not to.
1: Yeah, but still, wasn't was he not a solid keeper in that game? Yeah, he was. Dude, he's good so game. good. I don't like, and the fact that he gets absolutely destroyed with shots usually, game in and game out. I don't know where he came from, but I'm I, <laughs> I would put him as uh, currently. If I was br- making like a breakout stars of the season, he may be my goalkeeper.
0: What was his name? Frank Kaminsky?
1: Thomas Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky is an NBA player that flopped horrendously.
2: Yeah, Frank Kaminsky. No, you're, yeah. you're, you're mixing up Frank Kaminsky and Thomas Sanaransky. Oh, Frank right. Kaminsky
1: was I'm drafted not, by the to Hornets, right? Not. Thomas on, was on the Bulls. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find any stats on... On him too. Wait, wait, wait. but you're, you're telling me you'd
2: put Luton's goalie over Vicario for this this season?
1: Vicario's, Vicario's
0: not a breakout star. Star. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is.
1: No, because I watched him in this area, and he was. Yeah, I don't you're the... No, buddy,
0: he's a breakout star. No,
1: no, no, he was really good in this area. He's he's breakout star in the terms of of Premier League. Oh, he was fine yeah, in this like, area. Really... No, 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 he was really good in this area, dude. He was on Empoli. He was in a Kaminsky yeah. po- position.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He's like the only reason Empoli got any results.
0: Breakout star, bro. He's he a new league now, brother.
1: Vicario, when he played Roma last season for an Empoli, made me swear horrible things at my TV screen. What'd you say? I don't know, but I probably said <laughs> some bad things. Uh, some horrible things.
0: Vibe check, bro.
1: Actually, you know, I want to check this really quick. You guys talk amongst yourselves because I want to see what <laughs> okay. if, I can, if I can do this real quick.
2: Uh, <laughs> what? How about math? Oh, about that weather, this right? is interesting. Oh, he's already done. Okay.
1: <laughs> i it out. I'm just... Let's go through some metrics real quick here.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Guglielmo Vicario. For Spurs this season, <laughs> as well as he's done, he's, he's made a lot of saves. His goals prevented... Okay, so, like, that mixes in quality chances rather than just shots. His goals prevented is 2.3. Okay? Which okay. Still, which still says a lot because, like, 2.3 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you mix those into, like, the percentage that they, ha- that they have of going in, which is usually pretty low, that's pretty solid. Kaminsky, good old my boy Kaminsky, goals... What, what did I say the stat was? Goals prevented. <laughs> uh, goals prevented... 5.3.
2: Ah! Vicario would have 8.3 <laughs> on Luton.
1: I don't think so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: disagree. Yeah, that's a good point, Dad. It is Luton, so like. It is Luton. They're probably giving up a lot
2: more chances.
1: Oh, really? Oh, you think so, huh? Oh, no. <laughs>
2: oh, he's got the facts for
1: this one. Hold on. Do you think so? Because uh, last time I checked, uh, Vicario has made 42 saves which is still a good amount. Kaminsky has yeah. made 50, so a difference of eight. <laughs> what are we thinking now? Okay.
0: okay, okay. Let's move on to the last topic we got I don't today. Think
1: I'm ready to. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thomas Kaminsky. <laughs> uh, Canada. No, Canada.
0: Canada. <laughs>
2: We got Chelsea Newcastle. Do we care to talk about Chelsea Newcastle?
0: Oh, uh. sure. If yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything planned for it, but yeah. Do you have any thoughts on uh, what was it four one and a red card? Go I, off then, yeah, Kings.
1: I, mean, I wrote a few Slam. things. Uh, I've never seen a Premier League team with less chemistry in my life.
2: Yeah. Also, just like all the brain farts, like two Dude. goals caused by one Thiago literally just passing. I think it was to. Uh, to Joelinton, I think. I'm so And sin- then another play, Reese James, also bad touch. Basically passes, I think to Gordon, and both plays they score on. Just like horrendous stuff. Just like technical errors that you just shouldn't expect from professional.
1: Um, yeah. Here's what, my what, thing. What
2: were you gonna say, Ryan? You got excited when I mentioned Thiago Silva.
1: The the Reese yeah. James one is that's just a stupid mistake. And quite frankly, it's just uh, a a very out of form Reese James. To which now I will say he is not the best right back in the Premier League. To agree with Mike Kyle Walker, Uh, just based on actually,
0: oh Kyle Walker got cooked yesterday, buddy. I would actually say um, uh, Reese James is a bad right back right now.
1: Yes, I would. I mean, I would say that he's a historically very good right back. That right now is very bad. What's the history, bro? He misses games. Oh, great yeah, history. He's done. played in the past. He's been good. He's been very, very good. Bad. Anyways. Fake news. I winner. wanted to get the Thiago Silva thing. A player okay. of Thiago Silva's quality to be making that, that mistake as well as... Like, he made one in the corner that almost led to a goal. He gave away a corner because I think he tried to do some, like, scoop with the ball and, like, put it out off of Anthony Gordon or something like that.
2: Oh, yeah, I think yeah.
1: I think that shows how poor the chemistry is in that Chelsea locker room and on the field when an all time great leader in Thiago Silva, who has always had quality, and even in these past Chelsea teams has always had quality, has no idea what to do. Yeah. That wasn't even a giveaway of a pass where he just fluffed it, like he just missed the ball. He didn't know where to go with it. Yeah. He, like, tried to decide to go back to Sanchez and had second thoughts and ended up giving it away brutally. I think there's so much wrong there. And even in the defense, you can look back earlier in the game on Newcastle's first goal. That that eighteen year old midfielder that Newcastle started had the ball at his feet and literally did a fake shot that sold four of Chelsea's defenders. Yeah. Four of <laughs> them. He's 18 and just faked a shot like you do in FIFA. Yeah,
0: it
2: was brutal.
1: And everyone ran to him, and Alexander Isaac had the world at his at his feet. That is, yeah, fucked. Like that is that is so bad. I think yeah. I don't know. I don't. I the fact that Chelsea is in tenth. I pray for their fans that they can maintain that position. Because at this point, I'm not even convinced that their players know each other's names.
2: <laughs> they need, you know what they need? Is Potts a player's coach? Is is he a player's coach? I don't know what Did kind of ever coach. showcased that?
0: Who knows, man? No.
1: With the spurt? <laughs> they need a, they
0: need a player's coach. I think they need players who aren't like psychopaths. They're all weird. Everybody on that team is kind of a strange person.
2: So you need a coach to help settle the locker room? Yeah. They all have talent. They just, they're just not working together. It's they have a, weird buy a
0: bunch of talent, but the, you're right, Ryan. There's absolutely no chemistry. The only and maybe that is it, Dan. Maybe you do have to look at the coach because there has to be something that's bringing those people together.
2: Nothing is. Yeah, it's job I think the, the only goal, all the greats. Sorry, I'm just gonna say all the greats. The great coaches in every sport have said their first job is to watch for the players and be a people person. That's their first job, and then after, then the technical stuff comes. If you can't do that, then I, I don't know if, you, especially on a team like this, I'm not sure Potts is the right guy if he's not a players coach, but I don't know if he is. I, I feel like maybe, I feel like he hasn't showcased it throughout his career, but I,
1: mean, I don't know. The only goal of like real quality that Newcastle scored without any real errors on the Chelsea side was Anthony Gordon's, that was the fourth. And it was just yeah. a superb cut in and finish on his part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. every
1: other goal was preventable in my in in my opinion. And yeah. I don't think they're a team right now that can at all prevent them. it must yeah. it must look like a daycare in that locker room with with Tiago Silva and then all just these youngsters that clearly totally. don't give a shit.
2: yeah
1: like I don't know what what there needs to be to drag them together. But, I don't know, I, to be a, what is the saying? Like, to be a fly on the wall or whatever? To be a fly on the a wall in on, a Chelsea, yeah. the Chelsea locker room? I would love to know what the hell goes on in there.
0: Like, like is seriously. Sterling the biggest leader in that room?
1: Well, it's probably Tiago Silva. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel like yeah. Tiago Silva's just lost. So, yeah, probably Sterling.
0: Well, it's so many young guys. Tiago Silva's like 40 years old. Like, obviously, you know, you still want veteran presence. But that guy's not connecting with any of those young people. No. no,
1: definitely, definitely not. not. I don't know what that like. What is you gonna like, go do Instagram photo shoots with Leslie Chukwu? Like, I don't know what they expect out of them. Uh, you, yeah, no, they're 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 lost at the moment. They're probably the most lost team in the prem. I I don't think there's a different team that I've seen look less organized. Do um, you guys
2: think Pope should have saved that free kick or uh, yeah, free kick on. Sterling's goal Oh
0: the Sterling one That was a good That was a good shot man That's a good
2: that's shot good. It was a little slow to me He didn't react at all
1: No it was, it it was a good hard. free kick And I don't think That's something that you Come to expect Out of Ricky yeah. Sterling
2: I Better than
0: Portion
1: Oh will no, talk about Canada I'll talk about Canada I'm literally, uh, for all those listening, uh, if you care at all, I, uh, I am recently in uh, internship work with the Canadian Premier League here in Canada. Uh, give it a little search if you want to. Um, as, as part of such, I had the honor of keeping especially good track of Canada's recent shambles. And holy shit. What a horrible time to be a Canadian soccer fan.
0: Why don't you Why don't
2: you tell us what
1: happened? Uh oh! Do you want the full story? Because yeah, give it a little rundown for the listeners. Give it a little rundown. Okay, so here in the North Americas, we too have our Nations League. It is the CONCACAF Nations League, and it usually comes down to I'd I'd give them credit and say the same six nations every time, because there are a lot of small islands. There's a lot of everything like that. Anyways, Canada had their quarterfinal against Jamaica. A team with lots of quality. uh, Lots of good Premier League quality. Uh, Shamar Nicholson of Claremont Foot in the league, 1, who uh, you may not have heard of, but is actually a very quality striker that is on the come up. Uh, Ethan Pinnock from Brentford is in their defense. They have a lot of good things going for them. But on paper, you would suggest that Canada has the better team. However, Canada does not fund their program. And have recently lost John Herdman because of such. So in turn they turned to a man named Moro Biello who has really just a MLS and Canada soccer career so far uh, and they played their first game in Jamaica to which they had a 2-1 result. Uh, it was the first time they'd won in Jamaica in 35 years. Uh, woohoo! Uh, but they still had to get the job done in Canada which is where they more comfortably play. Uh, The fixture turned around and came to Canada. And I would like to start with the fact that I had to do a story as part of the CPL work where I did, uh, where I I, like, there was this online press conference uh, before the first game, I believe, um, for Canada versus Jamaica. And it was Moro Biello speaking. Uh, The manager, I don't know if you guys know this, which is, it's actually a very, very funny dynamic. Uh, The manager of the Jamaican national team, is this very, very Icelandic man. And for some reason in my head, that is hilarious. I love the fact that these Jamaicans show up to international break and Chaimir Hal Grimson is at the helm of what they're doing. I don't know why. Hell yeah. I think it's really funny. But he has a very he has a good history. He used to manage the Icelandic national team uh when they like went crazy bones and got to, I believe, the round of sixteen.
0: Yeah, they beat England.
1: Yeah. They got far into it. He's a good manager, um, but my concerns were already met when during, like, the, the, the Moro Biello press conference, uh, there was, like, expected to be, like, really bad conditions in Jamaica, which there were. Like, the game had to be postponed and moved to the morning because they could not play, like, the night before. Uh, Mauro Biello basically, like, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but if you, like, read into it, he basically said he hopes it doesn't become a tactical battle. Which is probably the worst thing a manager could say going into a match.
2: He said, I'm not built for this. Please
1: like he basically, he basically said, like, there being bad conditions could favor this team, like Canada. Which I was like, crazy thing to say. Um, they ended up winning that game. But coming back, you still had like a weird feeling. Canada absolutely shat the bed against Jamaica. Uh, Had a 2-0 lead over Jamaica, like, in Toronto. So, like, where they love to play, they had a 2-0 lead. Uh, They ended up giving up three straight goals to Jamaica. And the away goal rule is still a thing in CONCACAF. Uh, They ended up giving away three straight goals to Jamaica. After they gave up two, I have never seen a manager press the panic button so quickly in my life it was brutal they it was gave, brutal. They gave up two and were still in the seat to win the tie because i mean it was what four three on aggregate at that time yeah uh they were still in the hot seat to win that like that, that tie he made three subs in the same minute like just three subs together and it was taking off I can't remember the last one, but it was taking off Kyle Laren, who is the all time Canadian goal scorer, who, like, if you need a goal, leave Kyle Laren on. And then they took off Tejon Buchanan, who apart from Davies is the fastest player and probably probably the most creative player. Also shines back a lot. Yeah. Also, yeah, also like has a lot of energy to him. And he subbed on like Mark Anthony K and like just brutal subs. I think Hoylett came yeah, on. Which yeah, was yeah. Like Hoylet's, Hoylet's fine. So, basically, end of story. Moro Biello shat the bet as far as subs go. He made his subs at 2-2. They came on. And Jamaica scored basically right away. And Canada had no reply because their greatest creative assets were on the bench.
0: Yeah. It was yeah absolute joke. It was, like, embarrassing to watch. That the might have been... It sucks, dude
1: it might have been the worst managerial performance no offense to Bielo, because honestly he did well i guess in the first game when they played jamaica that might have been the worst managerial performance i've ever seen in my life in any it was time. it was an insane substitution and everybody
0: knew it as soon as it happened too it was like what the fuck is this guy doing didn't yeah. make any sense
1: and it's it's the fact too that they even started like when you're up 2-1 on aggregate over a team like jamaica who Quite honestly, had a lot of chances through whether it was Leon Bailey, whether it was De Cordova-Reed, whether it was, you can name it. They had a lot going forward, even like Mikhail Antonio for a bit. Or no, I don't know if he was there. Uh, They had a lot going and Biello entered the second leg without adapting any defensive style. They they were pushing forward the whole game and they had a 2-0 break into the half and they came out and kept pushing forward. On a team, that's number one strength is their speed and ability to counterattack on you. Yep. That's the worst setup I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah. Well, they still have a chance to uh, qualify, at least.
1: Oh, yeah. I should have mentioned, as part of the CONCACAF Nations League here, uh, the final four teams automatically now qualify for the Copa America, which is very cool, actually. I'm really glad that...
0: Yeah. Why did they combine that?
1: Uh, I think just to give CONCACAF... Something more of a
0: light, yeah,
1: yeah, something that they can work for. And honestly, Copa America kind of needed more competition, I think, in my personal yeah. opinion.
2: I, guess. Uh, I think, I think both sides,
1: uh, yeah. When, when you take out, I guess, the, the top four of Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, Chile, I guess, I'd say, wow,
2: that's very great. Chile, no, we suck now, dude, we're very bad now, but that's no, but
1: great. I think you, I think there's still enough there that like you are in the, the, the top four.
2: I don't know. We're so bad now, man. We what did you put them up? I don't think we're top four, dude. Uruguay, Argentina, oh, Brazil. I
1: forgot, Uruguay. I forgot about Uruguay. Okay, top four, Uruguay takes up. children. Yeah,
2: their golden age is over, as much as I want to not well. Still, that it's over, dude.
1: Still, I think they wanted a little more competition, and I think that CONCACAF has finally earned it with the fact that... Uh, USA and Mexico are not the only teams that can create some ruffles. Um, But I kind of like, I do like the fact that they combine them. I think it adds something to that competition. Uh, The the competition is literally called Copa America, which, I mean, it is the two Americas, South and North. Um, I don't, I don't entirely hate it, but yeah, the final four teams from the CONCACAF Nations League qualified for that. And then I believe the losers of the quarterfinals go into a playoff uh, to decide the last few teams and Canada is now in that and plays Trinidad and Tobago or Tobago? Tobago? Tobago. Tobago. Sorry. Like a bagel. I think it's because I say, tobacco. Bagel? Anyways, uh, yeah, Canada still has problems to do. Um, yeah, it still has a job to do. If if Canada, no offense to Trinidad and Tobago, uh, if Canada does not win that playoff, I think they're going to lose every bit of support that they've had going for them for the past. House. Yeah, it should be an easy game,
0: but you also yeah. just had Jamaica at home with a lead.
1: Yeah, and keep so. in mind, they, uh, what was it? Uh, or no. Did, it go, did I say it went two nothing into
0: half? Didn't it go one nothing into half? Uh, was it one? No, I no, no it was, it was two. It, you, two it
1: was two. two f- and half.
0: Yeah, because the first. Yeah, you
1: had a two nothing lead yeah. into half over Jamaica.
2: Yeah, 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 Because yeah, it was like a total four, meltdown. Four went up on just nine. Unserious all around. It started with. I mean, i I don't know if it's completely his fault, but Milan Borian just doing fucking keep ups in his box. Yeah, what you know, was that? Horrible pass.
1: Horrible pass
2: that gets intercepted. It's like, just unserious
1: what all around, you? bro. Like, Especially B, like, Borean is, Borean, I will say, has has taken the role of leader for that team. Even in times where Ativa Hutchinson has been on the team, it's been Borean and Ativa Hutchinson. Uh, Hutchinson is gone now. Boreon is the senior man in that team. And you're doing keep-ups when you get a pass back? When you're, like, actively in, like, what was that?
2: It was embarrassing is what it was.
1: It was fucking stupid. I don't know. I think... I think Canada needs a very big turnaround in the talent they have.
0: Yeah, it all. I think it all starts at the back, man. You need center backs and you need a goalie. Yeah, and the, the center back thing is the biggest, biggest issue for me, man. The center yeah. back thing is insane. You need. Yeah, center they, don't, they
1: don't really have any. Um, so I guess that's
2: our biggest concern. Our I think... think. What? Well, I think in like our other positions, like obviously we're not like world class, but like midfield we can keep up somewhat, especially with Ishmael Kone. Yeah. Midfield developing and then Canada's forward, we can up keep up. Quality quality. Well. Sorry,
1: Canada's midfield is getting up there quality-wise. Like,
2: yeah, like you got Eustachio, Coney's developing. Yeah, like we can keep up. It's defense we cannot keep up, no. unless you know, of course, Aleister Johnson, man, the king of Canada. You know, he's fine. The rest needs to keep up. I'm sorry.
1: Also, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if this is like a hot take. I think the country of Canada has hyped up Alphonso Davies a little too much for his own good.
2: Stop it! Stop it! No, no,
1: no, no! Let me explain. Real Madrid wants to buy him. No, Stop let me explain. It. Let me explain. Alphonso Davies is by far and away the greatest soccer player that Canada has ever had, and still is quality-wise.
0: He Whoa! 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 whoa, whoa. What? That's not true.
1: Who? How? Christine,
0: uh, Sinclair. Christine Sinclair has the most international goals of any man or woman. Okay, ever?
1: I was, I was talking the men's team, but um,
0: of the men's team, yeah. Uh, have you heard of me?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy stuff in the Sunday League. I want to explain my Alfonso Davies thing because I I think that like on the men's team of all time, he is by far has the most quality of any player that's ever put on. The red and white jerseys, but I think he's trying to do way too much game in and game out for the Canadian team.
2: Oh, I can agree with that. On yeah, he, I can agree
1: with that. He doesn't work into like a team style when he's with the Canadian team. Yeah, I think I like think through a lot of he things has to he's do done, different things. What do you mean?
0: Well, he's not a left back.
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't. He he pretty much plays left flank
0: for Bayern like, all he used to do is like overlap.
1: Yeah. But like even then though, like he even against Jamaica, he was getting double and triple teamed. And rather than kind of falling back and looking for the next pass to make, he was like trying to take them on. And I was like, Davies, like yeah. I know I know you are phenomenal and like you know you're phenomenal. Ease it down a little bit.
2: That's I actually fair. completely agree. I, I think, I th- I don't know his psychology. I think he thinks that he needs to like be the guy in every moment, and like, and I think I showed in the World Cup when Jonathan David wasn't the one who took the the penalty kick. In moments like that, where it's like, no, 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 like this is my team. I'm the best player in Canada. I need to do what's right for this thing. And I think I don't know. I don't know if it's a selfish thing or if he genuinely feels like he has to lead the team in these scenarios and like have these big moments. But, yeah, it is doing too much a lot of the time where, yeah, you can make a really easy pass back and then all of a sudden something's created because you have three defenders on you and then there's a bunch of open space. But instead, he's like, no, I can take them on because I'm that guy. Uh, I don't know if it's selfish. I don't know if it, it's, you know, we wants to be here. I don't know. But it's definitely not the right play. And I totally agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. That's really the only point I was making. I, I, I do still think he's phenomenal. I just, I think he does he too much phenomenal. and tries to do too much.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Anyways, yeah, I agree. Fuck, fuck, uh, what? Fuck, what? fuck the national program.
1: Oh no, it sucks. It <laughs> <Yeah>. sucks <really laughs> right. it's,
0: it's just really a joke, joke man. Hey, uh, nice to get back into this. We'll, uh, we'll probably, yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep this up as well as much as we can. Talk a little more prem. Talk a little more prim next week. We'll do uh, so maybe some more games. What?
1: You said that like you didn't want to keep up. You're like, we'll probably maybe keep this going. <laughs> well,
0: I, I mean, we say that, and then we all yeah, we're we, all we on we such cons- schedules, and then
2: we're very inconsistent. Well, we, we're gonna I make know. a shared
1: calendar. We said that it was gonna be like a, a Thursday thing while we were uh, still in school. We I mean, won't be a Thursday thing anymore. Uh, we'll just find a day that hopefully works for us. Week
2: there you go. Each week,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can maybe we can discuss this after the pod, <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's
1: it's good. Good. everyone put, everyone say your schedules right now.
0: Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh nice to get back nice into this. Uh, nice to talk to you guys again about the We'll talk, uh, next week about, we got some, uh, some big games coming up then. And, uh, when when is does Canada play in March? Eh, that bigger game. for a, long, game. For a while, and we'll get uh, some Premier Canadian Premier League updates from Ryan next week as well. Oh yeah, Mike, Mike Jose Collins, Ryan Galati, one and Raptors Vision, all on your X's. Feel free <laughs> I to shoot
2: my name. Oh, you changed it. Yeah, I was. I got what? too many people were were coming at me. Yeah, all the professionals. I even got to dad my it name be more. Yeah. Yeah, I got the talking from my dad. I need to be more professional. I was like, oh my god, even my dad is calling me about it. I was like, oh my god. Wow. Yeah, it. It's at yeah, I know. It's it's my name without vowels, so I changed it to at D N L J R M S. So I went full professional. <laughs> wow, the both of you are in absolute
1: shock right now from that <laughs> You got pulled. Dad, professional, I think. <laughs> and you became Dunal Rooms,
2: didn't you? I became Dunal <Dino> J Rums. <laughs> oh, <Dino's>
1: Rooms. Oh,
0: Dunal
2: Rooms!
1: You literally made your account just a collection of letters.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 now that I just don't have the name Raptors in my handle.
1: <laughs> wow, so we're doing this as like well, this is baby steps, isn't it?
2: It's baby steps, Room D- Dino- Rooms.
1: Dind- 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 no, Dindal Jerome's. Yeah, Girum- Dindal Jerome's. So so uh, okay. wow, that, that was really much needed.
0: I, yeah, I, I, uh, it. Uh, follow, share, like, uh, and subscribe to this podcast. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Keep enjoying the beautiful game. This was the Kickaboot.
1: Thomas Kaminsky, uh, send me a signed kit.
2: Thomas Zanaransky, send me a Chicago I mean, bull.
1: He just said bye.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, bye.